You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. As we hit week eight of the NFL, you just eliminated the music very abruptly, Harvey. As we hit week eight of the NFL season, oh, it's a busy Saturday with me and you today. What do we have? Well, we only have maybe the Jets' biggest game. I think you could argue, and this is not hyperbole, this is the biggest Jets game in years. In years. This is the game that either, in my mind, leads them on their path to a playoff berth or or doesn't. Right? Because I think we all have to agree, if you don't win at home to New England, now it's Buffalo, which is not a great matchup. And then it's at New England. Right? So, so that's your next three games. You, you need to win tomorrow. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson needs to win the game. Like, he doesn't need to take t- this team under. He doesn't need to Patrick Mahomes this game. That's not necessary. But he needs to make plays. And not wild and, and crazy and like a, a chicken with the head cut off kind of plays. Just plays. Just plays. Now, Elijah Moore is back. Corey Davis is out. We know the offensive line is banged up. And we know that their best offensive player, who became that very quickly this season, and Brees Hall, is out for the remainder of the season. And we also know what their defense is. So we'll get deep into the Jets, and we'll start that in just a moment. Uh, the Knicks last night, I, I mean, that was a bad performance for the Knicks last night. Let, let, let's call it like we see it, please. They played, you know, decently well early stages of the season. That was a bad performance. There is, you know, we have a caller, and I don't know if you all you know when you listen, but um, during the week, Yov and Israel calls. And he called yesterday, and he was like, I'm not going to do his accent, but Dave and Rick, I, I, I think it's very easy to go and stop Giannis. Well, you know what? He should put together some kind of a, uh, a formulaic because – I'd like to know how and when it's easy to stop Giannis. The guy, to me, I watch him, he sees unstoppable. He's like, well, you just clogged the lane. You don't let him get to the lane. That's easier said than done. Knicks could not stop him to save their lives yesterday. And you know, like Grayson Allen making threes and Carter making threes. And I thought the Knicks defense was pretty lousy. Uh, they couldn't stop Brooke Lopez. They couldn't stop Giannis. And that game was really uh, never in doubt. It was really, really never in doubt. So we'll get into the Knicks a little bit. I can't, I can't believe I'm living in a world where the Phillies might win the World Series. I really – I can't believe it. And, I mean, I know he's been bad. Not even, like, okay. Like, he's been bad. I believe I saw this stat that um, with a minimum of 30 innings pitched in the World Series, the worst ERA in the history of the fall classic belongs to Justin Verlander. But I did not think that a 5 nothing at home yesterday after watching him for the first – what. Four, uh, was it three three innings of that game that he would then leave tied five five, and by the way, and we have to get into this. Did you did you notice what what Philadelphia did last night? Aaron Boone, Brian Cashman, Yankees organization. Did you did you notice what they did? Tie game, end of five. Starter is done. Their starter is done. Battle of the bullpens. What do you do? You go to your high leverage guys. Right? That's what they did. Right there in the sixth inning. And they get a six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All shutout 
from the pen. Oh, what a novel idea. You don't you don't kick the can down the road and say, Oh, you know what? If we win this game, we win it. If we lose this game, we lose it. But we're gonna we're gonna throw our our B level guys out there. No. You go all in game one. And now home field is Philadelphia's. Now how do you think Joe Girardi must feel, huh? He managed this team. He got fired from this team. Nobody thought they were going to do anything, and somehow, and this is what happens in sports. This is why we love it so much. There's no way any, they beat the Cardinals, they beat the Braves, they beat the Padres, and now they might beat the Astros? I mean, that would be some kind of an epic run through the postseason. I think we all can agree, hopefully, that does not happen. The Giants, obviously, it's a, I mean, they're 6-1. They're we're living in a world where the Giants are 6 and one. It is unbelievable. So we'll get into that as well. We'll, We're going to get into everything at 1-800-919-3776. And I I do want to start Jets in just a moment, but I I think for the sake of keeping everyone intrigued and interested, I think everything has to be on the table, right? World Series. And the Yankees, I haven't been on a solo show since the Yankees just, I mean, you talk about taking your tail, putting it between your legs, and meekly walking off. That's what the Yankees were in this in this playoff series, huh? What a what a disaster. And I, again, Houston's good. Houston's not that good. Houston's not, you know, destroy you level of good. As you saw last night, Houston is a, a flawed team. And the thing with Houston is Altuve and Alvarez haven't really hit in this postseason. Alvarez had the one game against Seattle. Beyond that, he hasn't really done a whole heck of a lot. So, I mean, what do we have today? We have it all today, is what we have. We have it all today. We have the Knicks. Oh, I, I can't believe that Kyrie, five games in and Kyrie Irving is here again, huh? And this this is, is personal for me and hits close to home for me and is just um, it's just terrible. And I look forward to his his kind of statement from this because he, he, he hasn't come out, right? So I guess there was a, a mo- a, an anti-Semitic movie that was released a couple of years ago. That on Instagram and Twitter, he is saying is just, you, you got to see, it's just wonderful. Like, really a proponent of this anti-Semitic movie. So much so that the Nets had to come out with a statement saying, uh, we do not agree at all with what Kyrie Irving is saying. Like, it's a, it's a big story. And I actually am now sitting here waiting, not with bated breath, but just waiting. At what point does Kyrie Irving come out and, and address this? And I'm sure he'll be he'll be bothered that we're going to ask him about it and, you know, think that we're beneath him to find out some answers about what's going on with this. But I need answers. I want answers. I mean, trouble finds Kyrie Irving, huh? Easily. It's like he, he desperately wants it. So we'll get into that a little bit. And, and also the, you know, the start that the uh, the Nets have had this year at one and four. They have two guys. And beyond that, they really are a problem. And not in a good way. And Ben Simmons is, I mean, Ben Simmons is not far from stinking right now. And I get it that Kyrie sits here and it's, you know, I don't want to have to defend him all the time and talk about him all the time. Sorry. You know, you, you wanted him here. It's part of the job. It's part of the role. You're part of the one of the keys to this team. You got to defend him or you got to at least speak about him. So I, we have so much going on today. The Knicks, the Nets, Kyrie specifically, right? We have the Yankees, obviously. We have the World Series. We have the fact that Houston is now in an 0-1 hole, and Philadelphia is three wins away from winning this whole thing, which is terrifying. And, and by the way, do you remember 
and I and I and I got to try to dig it up. I think it was SNY that came out with like this this graphic of of pitting James McCann and JT Realmuto side by side with their stats from like the 19 season and the 20 season and one hit 274 and one hit 272 and one had 30 home runs and one had 24 home runs. Seems to me they're pretty even. I think that was like the the stat. That was that was this um this this comparison that they put out. Yeah. It seems like it's really they're right there, McCann and Real Muto. And Real Muto was great again last night. Hits the game winning home run in the tenth, and the Phillies win this one six five. But we are week eight of the NFL. And the Giants are six and one, and they go out to Seattle, which is as tough a place to play. It, you you could actually argue, and I don't think this is speaking out of context. You can actually argue this is the toughest place to play in the entire NFL. And you thought this was going to be a, a walkover of a game. It's anything but this Seattle team. I think I'm going to say this, and I think I mean this. Se- I think Seattle's pretty good. Like, their defense tries hard, and you thought when Jamal Adams went out that they would just fall apart, and their offense is good. Now, no DK Metcalf, which is positive for the Giants, but look at what they have offensively. I mean, they have a a star running back. Geno Smith's playing at a very high level. Tyler Lockett, they're going to put up points. And my thing is, I trust the Giants to figure it out. I trust the Giants to figure it out. I trust Dable. I trust his team. I think there's something special happening. So the Kadarius-Tony trade, obviously, there's so many things that just keep popping out of nowhere. So the Kadarius-Tony trade, I love it. And we woke up Renan yesterday on our show at 6.30 in the morning, and he did his um, spot with us from bed, which he was not anticipating doing. And he said he can't believe they got a three and a six for Kadarius-Tony. Now, might he turn into a star in Kansas City? He might. But even if he does... Even if he turns into a great receiver in Kansas City, you did the right thing. Because he was, ne- I'm telling you, he was never, ever going to turn himself into that here with the Giants. It is, it was the right move. So, God bless you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. If you have a great career, you have a great career. If you stink, oops, that wouldn't be the end of the world either. Right? This guy missed 12 of 24 games with the Giants. But I think for me... We start with the Jets, and it leads me back to where we started 10 minutes ago, and that is this is, I think you could say this, and I think you could say this without hesitation, the Jets' biggest game since they had Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback and Rex Ryan at coach and went up to Buffalo in that Week 17 matchup, and all they needed was a win. No, it wasn't Rex, was it? It was Todd Bowles because Rex was the head coach of, uh, of Buffalo, and all they needed All they needed was a win against a a mediocre Buffalo team, and they got throttled. Well, you know what? Here we are. Years later, the Jets have a monster game at home. And don't discount the at home. And the Jets have said this, and they said this yesterday. Get to that stadium early and make your noise and support this team. Because like we said, this is a huge football game tomorrow. A gaming catch right here at eleven o'clock on ninety-eight seven ESPN. So uh, we, I mean, we have so we have so much happening. It's almost honestly, truthfully, it's almost a little bit overwhelming. It's almost a little bit overwhelming. And and let let's start with the Jets 
and, and I guess is, are you of the mindset? Because this has to be the week. And again, I don't need Patrick Mahomes. I don't need elite quarterback play. All I need is for Zach Wilson to A, not turn the ball over, and B, make the throw. I mean, I'm watching the game last week, and I heard at least on two occasions that was just a bad throw from Zach Wilson. That's got to stop. When you drop back and you have time and you have an open receiver, the throws need to be good. The Jets need to win this game tomorrow. I don't care if it's 9-8. I don't care if it's 35-31. I don't care. But what I need to see is the Jets beat the Patriots tomorrow. So we got the Jets. We'll lead off with that. The Giants, certainly. The basketball. The baseball. 1-800-919-3776. Nothing screams sports talk radio more than when you're, you're in the midst of Every season at the same time, like the sports equinox, right? And it's a beautiful day outside as well. So sit back, relax, go out there, do your your whatever list you have to take care of today, going to Home Depot or picking up food for the family or driving the kids to their sports, whatever it is. We'll do it together. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, and by the way, some very exciting, and I hope I'm at liberty to get into this, some very exciting Station news coming up in just a couple weeks. Very, very exciting. So, I mean, let me hear. Is this a Jets game that you enter thinking to yourself, we're, it's different now. All that same old Jets. All that being made fun of. All that, you know, Adam Sandler movies. It's the you-know-what Jets. Is it different now? 1-800-919-3776. 7-6. Rothenberg with you solo on a Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Now, I never understood this, but I know people love it. Like, people get to these games and they they tailgate for hours upon hours. I mean, we, we were there a couple weeks ago, right? We did our big station outing, and, and, I mean, the parking lot was littered with people. In fact, I was shocked as we hit 1 o'clock how many people were still in the parking lot and not actually in the stadium. I, I, re- I, was, I was shocked by that. Because I and I and I get it that I'm probably in the minority. I, I my dad and I we would go to the games. We'd we'd get there at I don't know, like uh, eleven. I don't know. We'd try to get there by noon. I guess we'd park. And this was his thing: you park as far away from the stadium as humanly possible, so that way you have a long walk after the game, but you're closest to the exit. That was his thing. So we would get there at I don't know twelve or twelve fifteen. We'd park. And we would now go on this long journey to the stadium, get in by 1240 would be the about the ideal time. And we would sit and, you know, watch the introductions and then be in our seats for the start of the game. I, I don't know that that is like everybody needs that now when they go to a game. I think a lot of people are absolutely fine with you get to the tailgating at 
9.30 or 10, and you just tailgate till 12.45 or 1, and then if you're in your seat by 1 or not, eh, whatever. But not that big a deal. No. This is a huge game. This is the biggest game the Jets have had, like we mentioned, in years. Do you know how long it's been since the Jets beat the Patriots? They haven't beaten them in 12 consecutive games. It's time. So I'm sorry. You need to cut your tailgate short tomorrow. You need to be in your seat by 1255. And you need to be electric is what you need. Because the Jets, because I always felt, and, and maybe this is a, a weird thing to tell you, and, and fine, I don't care. I'm weird. I get it. I'm a sports fan. That's my first and foremost. I always felt like I personally and the fans as a whole influenced the game. Well, you're not going to influence the game very much if you're eating a, a bratwurst in, in parking lot 4G. All right, get into the game. If you need to start tailgate, I think you can get there, what, 8 o'clock in the morning? If you need to get there at 8.30 and tailgate till 12.15 and then get into the stadium, then so be it. But you do nobody any good by sitting in that parking lot and watching Denver and Jacksonville on a TV. Get into the game. Now, Jets fans, how do you feel? Because I'll tell you what, it almost feels like there's something strange happening here. New England looks, I mean, can you say they look shot? They play, I don't remember the last time New England was so bad against a bad team. And I can hear people say, well, you don't know that, that Chicago's that bad. I, I guess it was the best I've ever seen Justin Fields look. And New England looked lost in that game. And they were out physical by Chicago. Chicago's not a good team. The best thing you could say about Chicago, the best thing is that they're, they're okay. Well, they went into New England on Monday night and destroyed the Patriots. So what does that say about New England? But you know exactly what they're going to do. I could sit in, uh, here and tell you this now, tomorrow, Friday, next week. You know exactly what they're going to do. New England is going to make Zach Wilson beat them. They don't think he can, and they're going to make him try. That's the plan. 1-800-919-3776. And I guess the question is, can he do it? Now, I don't think he needs to be going bananas. You don't need to be, you know, three-man rush, gets to him. He's got to roll right, throw across the field. Yeah, I don't need Brett Favre. I don't, I don't need any, anything like that. All I need is competency. All I need is when I drop back and there's an open receiver, hey, let's hit that guy. So my question to you as we get rolling here on a Saturday morning is, is, is it changed? Is it different? Do you now believe in this Jets team? Or is it going to be, like we've said so many times, this is the same old thing we always see. They get you excited, and then they pull back the curtain. And I was like, see? You shouldn't get that excited. I don't know the answer. We'll find out tomorrow. 1-800-919-3776. Aaron in the car. Good morning, Aaron. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning, Dave. Good morning, company. How we doing? Uh, we're doing really well. How are you? I'm doing good. Nice little Saturday. I love it. Love it. Um, before I get to my before I get to my Jets point, though, um, that idea of actually parking by the exit, I, I kind of like that. Especially in MetLife, it's a disaster. Getting that was that, that was my dad's genius idea when we were when was, we used to go to Giant Stadium. We would we would leave around nine thirty. And by the way, Aaron, and, and I'll let you continue along. Boy, going to a game is a meal now, huh? Like you go to a you go to oh a football God. game. 
And you're, you know, it's like, well, it's three hours. Three hours, my butt. Like, you leave at 9.30, you get home at <laughs> 7 o'clock at night. It's it's a, a lengthy day. But, yeah, park far away. Park as close to the the actual street or exit as you can. And you'll have a, a walk on the way out, but then but then you'll be out. I'd rather have a long walk on the way out than sit in traffic getting out of that place. So, yeah, definitely a good idea. Um, but, yeah, about this Jets game, um, they show me something. Show me that this is for real. I, I'm with you. I think this is definitely a must win. Um, one thing that I am a little weary about that I've been hearing from my callers and analysts alike yeah. Like this idea that we gotta we gotta take the training wheels off of Zach Wilson to have him air it out. Like I don't think you, you don't need to do that. Like the running game has they've been one of the better running running teams in the league. I get that they lost Brees Hall, but I think Carter's a quality back. They just picked up James Robinson. You know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, you could still you could still you know stay true to the run. Uh, but I do agree. Like you know, Zach Wilson still needs to make the plays. But I, I don't like this idea of oh now he's got to drop back forty times. No, and, no, and no. Show me that he can. No, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't need to make plays. Like, he, he has to be a better version of what he's been, Aaron, and thanks for the call. But, no, he doesn't need to throw the ball 38 times. Absolutely not. But when he throws the ball, he needs to throw the ball effectively. Right? I, I, can't, I can't have Zach Wilson go out there and miss open receivers. So, I, I, I 100% agree. This is not a take the training wheels off and uh, just go crazy. But I think what this is, it, you have to be better. There's nothing wrong with asking for a better version of Zach Wilson. That's what I need. I think that's what we all need. And there's nothing unfair about that at all. Go out there and be the best version of what you're able to be. We, I don't need, you know, guys getting to you and you just, you know, running around like a madman and then throwing across your body and completing a nine-yard pass, which is, is miraculous. I don't need that. Drop back. And hit Elijah Moore for nine. Drop back and and hit the the screen pass and strike. You know, it's so important. And there's so many, like, minute yards that are involved in actually hitting a guy in stride. How many times have you seen a guy who's got a step on the opposition and the ball is behind him? And instead of he's hitting stride and can take it to the house, now all of a sudden it's, you know, it's behind him. He makes the catch and he picks up 14 instead of 37. Right when you throw the screen pass or you you throw the, the the ball out into the flat, hit the guy as he's heading upfield and not so he's got to stop and wait for the ball. Like it's it's those little things, and that for me is what I need to see better from Zach Wilson because that's been uh, underwhelming so far. And yes, now I'm there. Brian in Newark. Brian, good morning. You're on ninety-eight seven. Uh, good morning, sir. Good morning, Brian. Um, what, do you, what do you have? <laughs> so, yeah, you know what, man? In answer to your question, it is. I feel like it is. there's a different air in general about this season. Um, I'm a, a cautious Jets fan, and, and I think that the best thing is just to kind of take it a week at a time. I was at Jets-Dolphins, and honestly, that energy was ridiculous. Like, I hadn't felt that in probably like 10 years, and it's just different. So I'm really, you know, hoping that LaBreeze Hall injury doesn't kind of derail or slow this down, you know. Um, so it is a little different. It's, it's fun. It's, it, you know, just, it just feels nice for a change. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. But at what point do you go from, oh, this is a nice story to I expect a little bit more? And there's nothing. I, you know what? There's nothing too much I, about asking for a win against New England. Absolutely. And, and that's why I say kind of week to week because 
in my mind, I'm like, let me get to the halfway point of the season and see where we're at. Because you really, you know, you, you, you just ride that wave. And I'm glad that they made that trade because it seems like it, get, it sends the message that they're riding this wave of success. So now we can actually have some expectations. And to your point, Zach needs to step up. Yep. And again, <laughs> and thanks for the call, Brian. Uh, no again, I don't need greatness from Zach Wilson. I just need competence. That's all I'm looking for. Can I finish the game tomorrow at 4 o'clock and say, you know what, Zach Wilson, he played pretty well. I don't need, my God, they won on the right arm of Zach Wilson. Can we say, boy, you know what, Zach Wilson, he played pretty well. All right, 1-800-919-3776. We'll get to the baseball a little bit, some Knicks as well. Uh, Big station news I have to bring to your attention. Uh, More calls on the Jets, and we'll certainly get into the Giants as well. I love, love the trade they made. So 1-800-919-3776. But Jets fans, we start with you today. The excitement level is where, and the expectation level is also where. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you solo on a Saturday on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I don't know, man. This pains me to no end to have to sit there and watch. And I get that a lot of people don't like Houston. I I like I love Houston in comparison to Philadelphia. I, I would root for anything in Houston over anything in Philadelphia. And that game should have been done last night. You should not be blowing five nothing leads with your ace on the mound. And I get it that that he has not been great in the World Series and has an ERA of whatever six or whatever it is. But come on. You can't hold on to a 5 nothing lead at home. You can't get out of the 4th and 5th and 6th. You can't get 9 outs for me. Allow 2 runs and leave up 5-2. You need to leave the game and it's 5-5. So he completely falls apart, which has been his M.O. As great as he is, that's been his M.O. in the World Series. And, and let's be fair. All right, let's be fair now. Justin Verlander in this postseason has been lousy has been lousy. He was lousy against Seattle. He was passable against the Yankees, and he was lousy last night. Could you imagine if that was Garrett Cole? If Garrett Cole at home against Philadelphia had a 5-0 lead and he left the game after 5 and it was 5-5, we would destroy him, and rightfully so. But for, well, I mean, it's not our team and it's not our guy, but it feels like, and, you know, maybe this goes back to what Aaron Judge was saying. And the Yankees guys were saying that Andy Martino reported this week, and it's different. You know, it's not, it's, you're not going to get booed by your own fans. I, I didn't, I don't remember the reaction when Justin Verlander left the game last night, but I would be willing to bet you he was not booed off the mound. If that's Garrett Cole in that same spot after the fifth inning, He's booed off the mound. But the thing that struck me as I'm watching that game, and you kind of relate things back to the New York teams, is, boy, oh, boy, you see what Philadelphia did. 5-5, end of 5, and what do they do? 5-5, end of 5, and and what do they do? Now, it's game one, same scenario, game one. Now, maybe their bullpen was not as taxed as the Yankees was, but still, they go Alvarado, Eflin. they, they, They threw their game three starter. For two-thirds of an inning in Suarez and then Dominguez into Robertson. So what 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 more do you want? 
They're all in. Chips to the middle of the table. We need the victory. So we're going to go with our big guys in the, in the fifth inning of a tie game. We're going to go with our big guys. And it worked. They got, what, five and two-thirds from their bullpen and allowed no runs. I believe four hits and no runs. And you say, and the Yankees go with Clark Schmidt? Come on. Come on. You got, you got, you got to do better than that. In watching that game last night, and again, Houston is just better. Houston is just better. I get it. But here's the thing. The Yankees played for a long series. Philly went for the jugular last night when they have the opportunity. 1-800-919-3776. And that is Diamond Notes brought to you by 2 by London, the engagement shop by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. 1-800-919-3776. Boy, we have a a bank full of calls, and it's really quite the melange, too. Right? We got Knicks calls. We got Jets calls. We have everything on the table. Let's go. Let's get to Jose in Jersey. Jose, you're on 98.7 ESPN. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Jose. Uh, so you were talking about the Chicago game and how it relates to the Jets game being able to beat the Patriots because Chicago beat the Patriots, and Chicago isn't really that good of a team. But what you saw from Fields was like he had a, like a no die kind of attitude. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna beat you through the the air, but he was gonna get every yard he could. With Wilson, I feel like Wilson runs away so much. Like, he backs up 15 yards before he throws, like, a four-yard pass. And without Hall, I don't feel like we can pick up those 15 yards that he keeps giving up. I'd like to see him actually, like, run towards that defense. And even if it's backyard football like we used to do, I would like to see him, like, have more of a serious face than more like he looks scared sometimes uh, well, first of all he's not scared and and you want a serious face I, I you want backyard football that would if I was going in and game planning and I was a Jets that would be the last thing the last thing I would want to do we have no one to throw the ball to more what? more more, what? What? more I, Jose more did you did you wake up from dropped, having a trip to Neptune you don't have anyone to do. You have do you have Garrett Wilson? Hall was our entire offense. Oh my God, Jose! What a honestly, and you seem like a lovely man. What a terrible take by you. I mean, a terrible take. You have no one to throw the football to. Can we chime? Can we get Daniel Jones on the line? You have no one to throw the football to. What an embarrassing take. It's it, losing Brees Hall is a huge loss. A huge loss. But to have the take that you have no one to throw the football to is such a brutal analysis of this. You have multiple tight ends that are better than average. You have Garrett Wilson, who, I don't know, three weeks ago, everyone was gaga over. You have Elijah Moore that until three weeks ago, everyone was gaga over. So you don't have Corey Davis. Oh, wow. How how can you ever possibly recover? And you don't have Brees Hall, which is a, a monumental loss. But it's not like you replace Brees Hall with nonsense. You replace Brees Hall with Michael Carter, who is a good running back. 
is it a, is it a drop off? Absolutely, it is. But we have no weapon. We have nothing offensively. We have no receivers. What what an awful excuse. What what an, I mean that that is a loser mentality. Is what that is. That is a terrible excuse. Zach in Brooklyn. Zach, good morning. You're on ninety eight seven. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? I, I'm doing fine. I was doing better before. He ended, <laughs> quick question. Quick question for you. Do yeah. you hate Christmas, Dave? Why would I hate Christmas? I don't know, but you keep talking about these high expectations for the Jets. I'm loving every week. I like every week kind of just being a nice surprise. Um, that's I, it. I it's just, I it feels say, great. I, I didn't say I have high expectations about the Jets, Zach. What I said I was you. they've gotten hmm. themselves to five and two, and I expect them to show up and win this game tomorrow. That's fair. I, I, I would love to see them beat the Pats, but I'm just, that's all. I'm just loving every week feeling like a nice present. All right, but 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 at, at some point, don't you don't you adjust your expectations a little bit? I, I never I don't understand that. Like like if I if the Giants don't make the playoffs now, that is very underwhelming, right? I mean, the, the, I, now if I would have said this seven weeks ago, you would you would have laughed me off the air. If I said to you seven weeks ago, boy, the, if the Giants don't go to the postseason, this is this is just a failure. I, I'd sound like an idiot. But no, now you adjust your expectations. I'm not sitting here telling you the Jets have to go to the AFC championship game. But you look at this conference, outside of two teams, how many teams really are great? I would say none. Outside of two teams, how many teams can you not beat? I mean, Baltimore is good, and I think Baltimore clearly is going to wind up being that third team, especially with a, a reasonable schedule. But so, so that's what you are. You're just week to week. If we win this week, it's a pleasant surprise. And if we lose, ah, that's okay, too. You're, you're going up against a team that is, I'm sorry, is eminently beatable. There's no reason if you're the Jets you can't win this game. So go out there and win this game. I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking into next week and saying, well, I mean, you, you just beat New England. You're 6-2. and two, Beat Buffalo. No, I think that's a tall order. But there's, there is absolutely no reason if you're the Jets you can't win this game. Spike in St. Petersburg. Good morning, Spike. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Well, good morning. A couple of quick topics. First of all, on the Jets, I'm pulling for friends of mine that are, that are Jets uh, fans. I haven't seen it yet from the quarterback, but uh, it remains to be seen. Let's see what he can do today. As far as the baseball last night, um, look, Houston's the best team by a lot, but that's embarrassing to to blow a five-run lead in your home ballpark. And you knew going in, Verlander was 0-6 and six or something with a bad ERA. So as great a pitcher and a walk-in to the Hall of Fame, he doesn't perform well. And the last thing, and always great to talk to you on a Saturday, really, as you sound pumped up until that last call. Uh, the Knicks last night, look, you can't teach height. Milwaukee, if they would have had Middleton last year, I believe would have been the champions. They complement each other. They all play defense. They have a great coach, and they had three guys out, and yet the Knicks didn't lose by 30. But they look like a 500 team to me. That's the Knicks. Yeah, but let, let's not be excited. Thanks for the call, Spike, because the Knicks didn't lose by 30. Right? They fell, they fell behind by 24 in the third quarter. I mean, boy, how low are your expectations? We, we didn't lose by 30. They don't have their second-best player. We didn't lose by 30. Yeah, let's have a parade. No, the, the, let's be fair. The Knicks are outclassed when it comes to, uh, to going up against Milwaukee, and you, you saw that last night. Sometimes the other team is just better. In this case, that other team is just better. one 800 919 
seven, six. It's it's all the table, like I told you. The Knicks, the Jets, the Giants. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We roll along here on a Saturday morning. Ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Which I, I will read, and then I'm going to add a little a little flavor, as they say in the biz. Now, coming up on November 18th, this is the, like, coming up on November 18th, the Michael K. Show is celebrating 20 years on ESPN New York with a live broadcast and after party at the Palladium in Times Square. Now, leading up to the event, listen to my show in the mornings, DPHRN Rothenberg, and the K. Show in the afternoons for your chance to win $1,000 per show, which is unbelievable, right? $1,000 a day. In the mornings, $1,000 a day in the afternoons, just by listening and, and calling in with the answer. Now, the K-Show 20th Anniversary Party brought to you by Coors Light, keeping New York chill. And Tullamore Dew, when it's time to celebrate, it's Tully time. Now, for details on how you can win or purchase tickets to the event, go to kshow20.com. But here's what's not mentioned in that promo. Do you have any idea who's going to be at this event? Well, we'll, we'll start small. We'll get, we'll get bigger. Uh, I will be there. So if you want to meet me, I will be there. Rick will also be there. RJ Santillo will be there. Chris Carlin will be there. All right, so though that's the, the as they say on the case show, the, the flotsam and jetsam of the station, right? The guy the guys that you appreciate and you listen to will be there. But oh, oh by the way, Mick Mangold will be there. Oh, by the way, if I said to you right now, right now, Joe Leo. If I said to you right now, who is the best rookie in the NFL at this moment? Who would you who would you say? At this moment, the best rookie is who in Health, your mind? Healthy? Uh all right, healthy. So you're going to go Brees Hall, right? Yeah, I would I, I would have said Brees Hall. Okay. Well, if I if I uh, fair right. enough, but if I take Brees Hall off the table and say who is the best rookie in the NFL, where would you then go? I would say the jet zone sauce gardener that's that's right joe leo and that's why you are one of the best in the business hey, sauce <laughs> welcome sauce gardener will be at the case lost in the sauce how how good is that you can meet i mean joe leo i i think you i mean you're new here i don't know that they'll comp you tickets but i think you could probably purchase tickets i think you have to uh unless i'm working it from the station it here yeah I am planning on being in the building. I think you should. I think, I think you all should. And, and by the way, it's not just going to be Mangold and Sauce. That's all we are announcing right now. It's going to be bigger and better than that. So go to kshow20.com. Look how you can get your tickets and have a, a great night out with 98.7 ESPN. I mean, how, I mean, again, it's exciting to think about, right? Nick Mangold, Sauce Gardner, really good stuff. Um, let's go to Colum in the Bronx. Colum, you're next up on 98.7. Oh, good morning, David. How are we doing today? How are we, Colum? How are we? I'm good. I'm good. Just, uh, you know, grabbing some food for the baby right now, taking a little ride. But, um, I got some stuff on Daniel Jones. I took a deep dive on a lot of different things on what's going to go on with Daniel Jones's contract situation and everything like that. So if you right now... If you look, let's take Lamar Jackson out of it and assume that he's either going to get franchised or signed next year, which yeah, is no most way, likely no, going I to agree. happen. There's no way Baltimore lets Lamar Jackson get away. Exactly. To, to the, best, 
the best quarterbacks on the free agent market are Geno Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo. So you could argue the best option is Daniel Jones coming out of free agency next year. Now, if he's the best option, you have the Colts, the Texans, Commanders, Lions, Panthers, Saints, Seahawks, Falcons. That's eight teams that are going to be in the quarterback market. Then you also have the uh, Colum, Bucks, I, I the can Patriots. probably refute four of those via the draft, but go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Not, no, I agree with you. They, yes, four of those would be refuted in the draft. I was going to get to that. You also have the Bucks, the Patriots, and the Steelers possibly also in the quarterback market. That's a that's eleven possible Colum, come teams. On. And if you come, you know what? If you want, if you want to have this narrative, fine. But at least be fair about it. You, the, the Patriots and the Steelers are not in the market for a quarterback. I said they could be. No, it's they cannot. Be. By the end of the season, they just dra- each team just drafted a quarterback in the first round. Cullum. Okay. All right. So let's take those out of there and say there's nine teams that are going to be in the quarterback market. And if you rule out four of four or five of them, that's five teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback. And if I told you right now, the Giants finish the season going five and five the rest of the way, they're an 11 and they're an 11 and six team. And they go into the playoffs and let's say as of right now, it stands they would probably play the Bucks in the first round who would probably limp into the playoffs. If they beat the Bucks in the first round and then get beat by the by the Eagles in the no. second round, Daniel Jones just took an eleven and six team and won a playoff game and is going into free agency. He probably earned himself something along the lines of that Jimmy Garoppolo deal, something around four years, one hundred twenty, three years, one hundred thirty million dollars. Because some team is going to offer that, I'm so the sure. only I'm option sure is that. going to be to give him over a hundred million or a franchise tag. I'm not sure about that. Uh, uh, listen. You know what else I think you have to think about, Cullum, is the flip side. And the flip side is maybe there's going to be a Seattle or an Indianapolis or a Washington, like you mentioned. You know where I think it's fair to say the best spot for Daniel Jones is? It's right here. And thanks for the call. Obviously. It's right here. It, it's, it's right here with Brian Dable. I mean, what, what more do you need to see from Brian Dable? Brian Dable took Josh Allen, who was, remember, he's inaccurate. He can't hit a guy to save his life. And in my money, he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So he turned Bra- he turned Josh Allen from what he was into what he is. And he took Daniel Jones in, in half a year. And now everyone who said you can't keep this guy now wants to sign him to a four-year, $130 million deal. Maybe, just maybe, the best place for Daniel Jones on his side of the ledger is to stay here with the Giants. And to be here with Brian Dable. Because they're only going to get better. He's only going to add weapons. So I, I understand the narrative that you're trying to push in. Sign him now. I'm, I'm not in a massive rush to sign him now. Let me see him stay healthy. And let me see him continue to play well. And not turn the ball over. And if I see those things. And I don't know that I'm giving him a four-year deal either. I don't know that I'm going four for 130. See, my idea is more two for 55. I don't want to be locked in long term. Now, if, if 4-120 turns into I can, I, there's an out after two and I don't have to eat a lot of dead cap money, then maybe. But I, the last thing I'm doing after this season is locking into a long, long-term deal. All right, so that's an hour, people. 1-800-919-3776. The Knicks, the Jets, And can you call about the Giants? And I'm sick and tired 
of the calls about the Giants of what do they make at the trade deadline? And what are we going to do with Daniel Jones? Can you call me excited in the moment about the Giants who have the second best record in the NFL right now? Can we have that conversation? Let's have it next on 98.7 ESPN. Did you wake up from having a trip to Neptune?